Welcome to the Cooking for Chemo podcast. I'm Chef Ryan Callahan, your host. And I'm the producer, Jesse Callahan. And the purpose of this podcast is to tackle the eating-related side effects of chemotherapy and discuss the practical real-world solutions to make your food taste great again. And in this episode, we're gonna talk about food safety and sanitation. It's kind of a boring topic, but it's a very, very important one. And especially for those going through chemotherapy and have compromised immune systems, right, Chef Ryan? Yes. Uh, So safety and sanitation is really, really important. And I cannot stress how important it is because when you're going through chemotherapy, chemotherapy doesn't just attack the cancer, right? It's not something that just affects just that and only that. It affects every single system in your body, including your immune system. And your immune system is what prevents diseases like basic things like the cough and the flu and even just basic hygienic diseases and things like that. It does everything, right? And your immune system is what keeps you from letting bacteria and viruses take over your body. Uh, You know, you may think about right now what's going on in the world, right? We have coronavirus. And what happens is your immune system fights this virus to literally kill it. Imagine it's an invading army that goes into your body and is trying to take over your body, which is your country. And your immune system is your defense force, which shoots it all in the face and gets a thousand points per kill. (laughs) Maybe too much video game bled in there. (laughs) I think they got the point. But that's the point. So your immune system, it does that. And if you have a compromised immune system, even the most basic diseases like like literally a cold or influenza, these can become serious problems or even naturally occurring wild yeasts and bacteria on your food can be a problem, right? We've got, you've probably heard of this, salmonella or E. coli, all these other types of bacteria that grow inside of food and just naturally occur. You know, like E. coli is actually a naturally occurring bacteria in uh, mammals. It, It occurs basically in the intestinal tract. And what it does is it helps the animal digest their food and process the energy more efficiently, right? But if you eat E. coli from another animal, Right, for example, like a deer, uh, which is what you see on romaine lettuce a lot, where they had the lettuce recalls. The the deer goes to the bathroom on the lettuce, and then it gets contaminated through an entire batch of lettuce, causes food poisoning, can cause diarrhea, which we've covered already, yes. <laughs> and lots of other problems. And when we're going through chemo or radiation or any kind of cancer treatments, the key here is to get the nutrients and the vitamins, the minerals, the proteins, the carbohydrates, the starch all the nutrients that your body needs to keep the weight on and keep fighting the cancer, rebuilding our body after surgeries and things like that. And, and so, keep it in you, not and keep it in you, not out of you. it from you, yes. Exactly. So that's why keeping it clean is important. So what we're going to talk about is I'm just going to keep this real light. We're going to kind of hit the headlines here. We're not going to go too deep on the podcast. And I would encourage you guys to go to our website, cookingforchemo.org go into our cooking techniques and tips articles, go into more information section, and that will have all of the information that you need on cleaning and sanitizing and all these other topics that we're going to talk about right now. In written form. In written form. You can print them out. You can read them. You can pass them along. You can give them to your friends, right? There you go. So first thing we need to talk about is cleaning versus sanitizing. So people think often when something's clean, it's also sanitary. But clean isn't necessarily sanitized. They're two different things. Just like all squares are rectangles, but not all rectangles are squares, right? It's that okay. same kind of thing. It's a, it's a subcategory 
of the thing, right? So when you clean something, you know, you maybe wipe it down with soap, water, you wipe off the crumbs, or maybe you just wipe off the crumbs and that's it. You say, oh, that's clean. Well, that's not, it may be clean. You look at it from your eye. Clean can also describe how a, a type of aesthetic design, it looks to be clean, therefore it is clean, but clean is not actually a status, right? Sanitize is a status, it's a status, right? It's when you clean something, you're probably removing most of the dirt, most of the crumbs, and the surface dirt, right? Well, when we're sanitizing something, we're also killing the bacteria, the viruses, all the remaining food particles that could be active, and we're getting rid of all of these things that could potentially cause you long-term harm or food poisoning. And so what we're going to do is we're going to wipe down all of our services with soap and water, okay? We're going to clean all of our dishes, all of our pots and pans. We're going to make sure that we wash everything at the very least with soap and water, but preferably we're going to do a second step after we soap and water, we're gonna do a thing called sanitizing. Sanitizing is where you take one tablespoon of bleach and a gallon of hot water and you mix it together and you use that as a solution to apply over a cleaned countertop or a cleaned knife or a cleaned pot and pan. And what this does is this bleach solution makes it impossible for bacteria, viruses, and other germs to live on that surface and it kills them right away, right? The idea here is that we are going to make them inert and we're going to kill them. And this is how we do it. And so you just use this solution. You can just wipe down every surface after you get done cleaning and that will sanitize your kitchen. And that's what we do inside of restaurants every day on a regular basis, sometimes 20 to 50 times a day, we sanitize these surfaces because that prevents the next thing, which is called cross-contamination. I have to say one, I want to add one thing there. Like my biggest pet peeve, and I see people like our family members do it all the time and it grosses me out. And so when they leave the room, I'll go in their own kitchen and I'll like clean their stuff. But um, <laughs> so like sometimes people, a big source of like not sanitizing and just thinking and, and cleaning instead of sanitizing is people leave their rags and their sponges in their uh, sink that get water and food debris in there and they don't clean them and rinse them out mm -hmm. and add new um, soap or bleach to it before they use it again. So what they're doing is they're taking that dirty, smelly sponge and rubbing it on their counter, which is spreading germs. Yes. And so it, like you just said, it looks clean, but they're about to give everyone food poison because they're cutting up lettuce on, the, on that <laughs> counter from that sponge, that smelly sponge in the sink. Yes. And that is like my biggest pet peeve ever. And I, I think that's kind of what you're saying there, right? Correct. And okay. so really anything can hard, can basically hold bacteria or other harmful things in it, especially like you said, sponges or rags. If you use a rag to clean your countertop, when you're done with it, drain it, just throw it in the dishwasher, not the dishwasher, throw it in the washing machine, right? Just throw it straight away. When you use it and you get done with it, just put it in there. There's no reason to keep it out because it in itself is dirty, right? Once you clean with it, it itself is now dirty and it needs to be cleaned itself in a special manner, right? Right. So, so many people hold on to it for like two weeks and then it's finally stinking up the kitchen and I'm like, can I just throw, put this over here? Right. Do you have a new rag? And they're like, or they dry Why? their hands with it. And oh, then, and then yeah. their hands smell. Oh, it's so gross. Sorry, I had to point gross. that out. Yeah. If it smells, 
it's contaminated. That's a yes. really good rule of thumb. If yeah. you got a stink on it, that stink is caused by something. It's not just magic. Right. You know, things bacteria. don't just magically stink and bacteria is what you smell in there. So the next thing we need to talk about is what you're leading into here is actually cross-contamination. Okay. So cross-contamination is where you take bacteria from one food item and you move it to another food item. So for example, let's say you cut chicken on a cutting board and then you immediately cut lettuce on it. Well, if that all chicken has salmonella on it. All of it, just because of the way that it's processed, right? Which is why Every, we don't eat it raw. Which is why you can't eat it raw, even if you wanted to. It'd, it'd make you really sick. So the salmonella will contaminate that lettuce and now that lettuce is inedible because it will literally immediately cause you food poisoning right away. And that's right. how you get food poisoning. The other thing is, or like if you defrost chicken in your refrigerator and it's in one of those big, you know, three pound bags and it's got those three pound bags, guys, they're horrible. Don't buy them. It's terrible chicken. It's a terrible product. And number they have one. holes in and them. number two, they always have <laughs> holes in them. And everyone takes those bags and throws them in their refrigerator, let them defrost. Well, they have little micro perforations. Those micro perforations allow that juice that preservative juice, the saline solution that they put into chicken, right, to make it more tender, more delicious, leaks out and it's totally contaminated by bacteria and it goes on to your refrigerator shelves. Those glass shelves in your refrigerator, if they're sticky, if they got any liquid on there, that's what that is. You need to clean <laughs> that and wipe that out because that is cross-contamination waiting to happen. I'll never forget the time your mother, God bless her soul, okay? Oh, bless her heart. Bless her heart, okay. She, the one time she she bought one of those frozen bags of chicken and they, they do, they get holes in them because the frozen, the frozen chicken, it's they get sharp, sharp. Right. And it pokes holes in the bag. And they throw those bags into the, into the bunkers. Yeah, they just chuck them so they get holes in them. So she puts one above the veggie drawer. And I remember one time going in her fridge to get something. We were gonna make a salad. Right. And thank God I, kn I knew better. I look in there, I'm like, what is all this juice in the veggie drawer? And she had a full veggie drawer full of like lettuce, tomatoes, green peppers, like whatever. And it was covered in chicken juice. And I'm like, oh my God, Missy, your bag just, just, just oozed everywhere. We got to clean this up. She's like, oh, just rinse them off and eat it. And she had no idea. And I'm like, no, you can't do that. We're going to get food poisoning. Exactly. You can't rinse it off once it's on there. And so that's a perfect example of cross-contamination. Yes. And so chicken, poultry, those types of things, they are the most dangerous because they have to be cooked at the highest temperature. And we have a whole article. I can't cover this in a podcast because it would just... It's just too much information. You need to see it written out. You go to our website, cookingforchemo.org. You go into how to properly defrost things and proper cooking order, proper preparation order, all these different articles I have. It'll talk to you about the, what's called the drip method. The idea is that if the food above it drips onto the food below it, that when you cook it, that it will cook and kill the bacteria out because that's what cooking does. Cooking not only helps yeah. your body process the food more readily, more easily, right? That's why we cook food and don't eat raw because it helps us to break it down. It's a more efficient way to eat, okay? higher You get higher calories in food that's cooked, right? It's more efficient for our bodies to use and it kills bacteria that we can't process and keeps us from getting food poisoning. We always talk about how like in a commercial kitchen setting, like it's it's run totally different. Like the health department comes in and the way we keep our home fridges is not the same that we have to keep our restaurant fridges. Yes. Like we have to do the veggies on top, not right. at the bottom because of this drip, drip method that Correct. you're talking so about. So you keep your veggies and your ready to eat foods on the top. 
Where those are right. things that you aren't going to cook at all. Anything, it's ready to eat food. You can yeah. eat green pepper straight. You can eat broccoli straight. If right. you're not going to cook it, you got to put it all on the top. Then the next one's your seafood. Then the one under that, it's going to be anything that's mammal-based. So that's going to be like pork, beef, those types of things, veal, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. And the one underneath that is going to be your poultry. And the idea is that those things on top of the poultry could drop down into poultry. And because you have to cook poultry at 165 degrees now, It'll kill any any of the mammal bacteria, which dies at 150 degrees, or but you cook to 155, and then that would kill any of the seafood germs, which you only have to cook to like 120 or 140. Yeah, so the lowest and then cook the temperature, ready to highest, eat stuff, yeah. doesn't even need to be cooked. Is the right. idea? So anything that drips off that would immediately be killed because you you know you don't want to overcook your steak, right? I would say one tip that we do that I I would like to share with people is that like if we needed to frost like a chicken breast or um, you know, some beef or some pork or something from the freezer. We always put it, even though like we transfer and we prep and meal plan our food, which will be in a later podcast that we'll talk about how we do. But um, we always put it in a bowl or something to catch it because yes. it can it has uh, condensation on it and so it drips. And then you never know if a hole got poked in that bag when we prepped it. So we always put it in an, a container that can catch any liquid that comes off of it. And that is also will help keep your food safe as well. Yes. So, back to cross-contamination. Sorry, I didn't mean to veer off to the left there. I was like, whoo, hard left. So, cross-contamination <laughs> is where bacteria comes from a one food and moves to the other. And the way we prevent it is by washing our hands, of course. That's the first most important thing. Always wash your hands. When you're switching tasks, wash your hands. If you cough into your hand, wash your hands. If you touch your face, you touch your hair, wash your hands. If you smoke a cigarette, wash your hands. If you eat food, Wash your hands. Are you getting the gist here, people? I had a server that I was responsible oh. for once, and she shall remain nameless. Really nice girl, but she would literally cough at her hand and then go serve people food. And it drove me crazy. She'd touch her hair, she'd go smoke cigarettes, she'd take dirty dishes back to the kitchen and drop them off. What this then, is doing is cross-contaminating her germs oh. onto every customer's food and everywhere in the entire restaurant. And I literally see her do this and go, go wash your hands. And she'd get mad at me because I'd make her wash her hands like 20 or 30 times. I'd go, well, if you'd stop doing gross things, <laughs> you wouldn't have to wash your hands this much, right? So you want to wash your hands. You want to sanitize the surfaces in between tasks. And of course, you want to prep in a food order that makes sense so that you start with veggies. Then you move to your ready-to-eat foods. Then you move to your seafoods. Then you move to your, then you move to your mammals. And then you move to your poultry, right? And we have a whole article on how to do this. We also have a whole article about how to properly defrost your food in a safe, controlled environment. And we want to make sure that we are not cross-contaminating your food, cleaning in between tasks, and of course, sanitizing all of our surfaces. So on our website, we also have information about uh, raw veggies and compromised immune systems, how to safely handle food, safe food storage, and safely defrosting your food. And I'd really That's encourage important. you to go in there. It's under the more Cooking for Chemo Information articles. Go in there and read these guys. They're really, really important. I could spend the next 10 podcasts just talking about bacteria and cross-contamination and how it causes vomiting, diarrhea, and other horrible Which things. Which is not good when you're going through chemotherapy. It's it the, terrible. That's is, not a good plan. It is the absolute opposite of what we want. But you guys won't listen to them because they'll be so boring and dry <laughs> and cut. Zero listens. It'll be zero <laughs> listens. I can tell when someone listens and doesn't listen, guys. I know. I can see who you are. You're all getting an F in this class, right? 
Well, before we go to our audience email, I have one more uh, short commentary. Like you said, we could talk about this forever in many directions. But, you know, the good thing about uh, that came out of the coronavirus and COVID is that more people are washing their hands. And now you can actually see on a worldwide scale how important cleanliness and sanitation actually is. And I think I think that is something good that's come out of this horrendous situation. I agree. You know, I always say, people always ask me, you know, Ryan, you know, your mom went through cancer treatments and your mom's, you were your mom's caregiver. How did you take something so horrible and turn into something so positive? And I always say, God gives us the opportunities to learn from bad things to make better things. And this is a perfect example of that situation. Any contagious disease is not a good thing, right? Right. But a lot of times we kind of need a reality check. Human beings are finite creatures. We are finite animals that live on this planet. We forget easily too. We forget easily too. You know, like we haven't had a real serious disease in the United States in my entire lifetime. You know, we're, we're 34. I mean, I think back to the last time Western civilization had a real serious disease crisis and it's like what? Polio in the 50s? So no time in my lifetime or my parents' lifetimes, a little bit in my grandparents' lifetime, definitely in my great-grandparents, but over three generations right there, we've lost this idea of our finite mortality. And it's okay to be finite and mortal. This is part of the human experience. It gives life value and meaning. And it's our responsibility to take these bad situations and turn them into the best good we possibly can. So that's my inspiring That message. is. That was good. And on that note, let's go to our audience email. Okay. So this is a very interesting question. That we get we asked had. this one a lot. Yeah. And, and this is going to dive into a whole other section of food safety and sanitation again, which is why we have all the articles on the website at cookingforchemo.org. So the question today is, can I wash veggies with soap? So I'm just going to answer this with one word. Nope. <laughs> okay, maybe it needs to be elaborated a little bit. No, you cannot, right? Let's elaborate Why? a little bit more. Why well, can't you wash, wash vegetables? You can't. Okay, first off. I mean, I wash my body with soap. Technically, technically, most soap that you wash with is not toxic. It's non-toxic. But it can cause all kinds of other digestive problems and issues. This is what's called chemical contamination. So previously we talked about cross-contamination of viruses and bacteria, right? Right. Cross-contamination could also be chemical contamination. This comes in when you get like bleach or you get degreaser or you get Windex or you get any kind of chemical put into your food and then you eat it. And this makes you equally as sick as a bacteria. The, the, the chemicals aren't supposed to go into your body in that way. And it doesn't matter if you use an all-natural cleaner or you use a, a synthetic or a chemical cleaner. Everything's a chemical at some level, right? They all do some kind of chemical function. You're not supposed to eat them, no matter what they're made of. Heck, cyanide is a naturally occurring substance. <laughs> so if you want to go all-natural, eat some cyanide, right? No, because it's going to kill it's you. It's going to kill you. Don't do right? that. So don't eat that. Don't do that, right? No. It's, you can't wash veggies with soap to kill the bacteria that's on it because it's a chemical contaminant which is worse for you than the potential bacteria that's on it. It causes diarrhea, it causes indigestion, it causes vomiting, it causes fluid loss, it causes all of these horrible things to happen to you and your body, right? Yeah. Which is just as bad as food poisoning in the traditional It's system. just a different type it's of food. It's just a different type yeah. of food poisoning. So no, do not 
wash your fruits and veggies with soap. It doesn't work. There is nothing on the market that is an effective decontaminant for fruits and veggies that is safe for you to eat. There is nothing. So what is a, a solution for this? I guess you just can't eat raw you veggies. Just, You've got to cook them. Right. And there's a whole article about raw veggies on our website in the same section. And we'll basically talk about it here really quickly. Yeah, let's let's touch on this. Look, if you got a compromised immune system, right? What's not working? Your immune system. So you have to eat cooked food all the time. And here is why. All food exists in nature, right? It grows right. in the dirt around the bacteria and the worms and the deer and the rabbits and the things that poop on things, right? Right. right. It's Normally, gross to think about it like that, right. but it's the truth. There are yeasts and molds and natural bacteria on everything. Everything in nature is dirty. There is no sanitary environment and dirty. It's all part of some kind of greater ecosystem that works together. And we work within that ecosystem. But... When we're going through chemo treatments, when we have compromised immune systems, if you have HIV, these are all situations of where you have sensitive and or Crohn's disease. Right. Any of these, any of these immune system disorders, right? Your immune system doesn't work properly and you need to eat fully cooked food. And the reason that you want to eat fully cooked food is for two reasons. Number one, when you're sick and you don't feel well, it makes it easier for your body to digest and ingest and take in the nutrients. And number two, it kills the yeast, it kills the bacteria, it kills the viruses, it kills the prions, it kills any contaminants, like for example, fecal matter, which is gross to say, but lettuce, guys, is covered in it, whether you like to think about it or not, it those, just is. Those rabbits, they just go everywhere. everywhere. Yeah. You know, and this, all these veggies are covered in wild yeast, they're covered in naturally occurring bacteria, they're covered in all these things that occur naturally on these on these plants. For example, grapes. Grapes actually naturally grow yeast. This is why you can turn grapes into wine. The naturally occurring yeast on the skin ferments and eats the sugars. Okay, it eats the sugars and when it's in a oxygen-free environment, instead of making carbon dioxide, it creates, typically, um, it breaks down the sugar and turns it into alcohol, which we then mm. ingest and go, oh, I'm so fancy with my wine alcoholism, right? <laughs> <laughs> So that is why you can't eat them is because you have a compromised immune system. Now, if you're getting out of chemo and your, and your hair is growing back and things are looking good, your nails aren't brittle anymore, your teeth aren't falling out, we're growing and we're healthy, we can start incorporating slow, small amounts of raw veggies. But we have to cook these things because our compromised immune system can, it can make us sick, it can get us whatever disease, it can get us food poisoning, we can have vomiting, we can have diarrhea, we can have both. My and this God, is the antithesis the of what we've been talking about. We want yes. you to eat more, not... Eat less. Yes, and, and that when, would distract you from eating more. Well, not just distract you, but make it impossible. Because right. then you have nausea, and when you're nauseous, you can't eat. And if you can't eat, you don't get fluids in. If you don't get fluids in, you get dehydration. And dehydration is one of the fastest ways to expire, so to say. Um that was a kind way of putting it. Yeah, it really, it's like being in the desert, guys. I'm at, if you don't drink enough water, if you're in the desert yes. or in the Midwest or it's, even in Canada, you know, in the cold, you still can get dehydrated and you have to drink the fluids, right? And so that is why we don't eat the raw veggies during cancer treatments. So kind of a boring topic, but a very, very serious one. Yes, and I really hope you guys stuck with it to the very end. <laughs> yes. I did say inspiring things. So anyways, <laughs> cook your foods. Sanitize your services. Wash your damn hands. <laughs> <laughs> That's all for this episode. 
What, you want to say one more time? Wash your hands. No, no. Wash your hands. No. Wash your hands. I got my Gordon Ramsay cussing in. <laughs> wash now, your now hands. Now I feel better. <laughs> That's all for this episode of the Cooking for Chemo podcast. Remember, you can get all of this information and more on our website, cookingforchemo.org, along with our Gourmand award-winning cookbook, Cooking for Chemo and After. I'm Jesse Callahan. And I'm Chef Ryan Callahan. Thanks, Thanks for, for listening. listening.